In Yorkshire, England, there's a giant estate that belongs to a duke. It's called Bolton Abbey, and it's a beautiful place. There's an ancient Gothic church called the Bolton Priory. There's a forest filled with oak trees. And cutting through everything is the River Wharf. Near the church, the river seems quiet, gentle even. There's some stepping stones across the river. And on nice days, you'll see children jumping from stone to stone. But upstream, deep within the woods, there's a place where the Wharf River narrows, and the two sides of the riverbank come close together over the rushing water. It still looks relatively peaceful, but this is nothing like those downstream stepping stones. Legend has it that everyone who falls into the river here dies. I'm Annie Eubank, and this is Atlas Obscura, an exploration of the world's strange, wondrous, and in today's episode, terrifying places. The Bolton Strid. This small section of the River Wharf is often called the deadliest body of water on Earth. Today, we're diving in to see if there's any truth to the legend. After this... learned a little romantic poetry in school. Maybe some William Wordsworth. You know, I wandered lonely as a cloud. That's his happy poem about dancing with daffodils. But a later Wordsworth poem is not nearly as romantic. It's actually a bit of a horror story. Wordsworth's poem, The Force of Prayer, is based on an old legend about a young nobleman named William de Romilly. William de Romilly, he's running through the forest, hunting with his greyhound. He comes to the place where the river narrows, the Bolton Strid. This striding place is called the Strid, a name which it took of yore. A thousand years hath it borne that name, and it shall a thousand more. So it's called the Strid because you can jump it with one good stride. And young Romilly has jumped this thing a hundred times. But William goes for the jump, and his dog gets scared, and he yanks back on the leash. Romilly falls into the river. Wordsworth doesn't say what happens to the dog, but... The boy is in the arms of Worf and strangled by a merciless force. For never more was young Romilly seen till he rose a lifeless course. And William's mother is devastated. She orders the construction of a monastery in his memory. And this is the Bolton Priory, which was built in the 12th century, and it's still around today. So Wordsworth publishes this poem, 
And over the years, the reputation of the Bolton Strid snowballs until it's just seen as this merciless, almost supernatural killer. In fact, local legend has it that the Strid has a 100% mortality rate. They say that no one who's entered the waters here ever comes out alive. As I started looking into this, I was a bit skeptical. I thought it was just folklore and legend. But then, I started combing through old newspapers. In 1828, a 19-year-old girl, Miss Poole from London, fell into the Strid. The newspaper report I found said that a man risked his life to try and save her. And, quote, So nearly had he accomplished the object of his gallant and humane purpose that he touched her bonnet. But the violence of the water separated them, and she sunk to rise no more. I can almost picture that eerie bonnet just spinning on the surface of the water. 1870, the headline. Drowning of a Liverpool merchant. Quote, King attempted to cross the Strid, but falling short, he slipped and fell into the rushing waters beneath. 1920, headline, Manchester engineer drowned. This guy was showing off for his parents, jumping back and forth over the Strid, until he lost his balance once, flipped backwards into the water, and drowned. 1934, headline, Missing Artist Found in the Strid. And here's another ghostly image. Quote, An easel and a sketching pad were recovered from a boulder in the center of the stream. The stories go on and on and on, tragedy after tragedy. Woman's leap into surging river. Youth drowned in the Strid. Father and son drowned. So at this point, my skepticism is gone. I'm sorry I doubted you, Mr. Wordsworth. But in place of my skepticism is curiosity. What is it that makes the Bolton Strid such a deadly little stretch of water? I wanted to ask a local about the Strid, someone really familiar with the area. It all belongs to the Duke of Devonshire. It was given to his great-great-great-great-great-great-grandfather a a thousand years ago, and he's still hanging on to it. This is Steve Warren. He was born less than an hour's drive away from Bolton Abbey in 1937. He's been going to Bolton Abbey ever since he was a kid. Bolton Abbey is um, is absolutely beautiful. It's a beautiful place. And you've got the, the river to follow along, the beautiful river, uh, woodland, and um, there's footpaths you can walk in any direction. And it, it, it's one of the most popular uh, places um, in, in the country, really, Bolton Abbey. Steve grew up swimming in the River Wharf. And as a teenager, he became a caver. I started caving when I was 16. And I'm, I'm 83 now. I don't do much caving because I can't. Because of the uh, COVID epiding, I can't go very far. And Steve is not just any caver. He's the former president of Yorkshire's White Rose Pothole Club, one of the top caving societies in the country. He's written a book mapping the cave systems under Yorkshire. 
and he has spent a lot of time obsessively exploring the waterways of this region, both above and below ground. Caving, by the way, is not the safest hobby. You can get lost. You can get stuck. Once, Steve was almost crushed by a rock the size of a couch. The only reason why he survived is that a friend pushed him out of the way just in time. I'm saying all of this to let you all know that passionate cavers have a certain appetite for danger. But even Steve has always known to avoid the strid. It's, it's lethal, really. People will call it the most dangerous body of water on Earth because, oh. <laughs> yeah. Do, have you ever heard that? Have you heard anyone describe it like that? Oh, yes, I've heard that one. Yes, yes, yes. You, oh, you think it's true? Yes. You can't fight it. You can't win it. Nothing going to stop it. Something you can't fight and something you can't win against. Again, it sounds more like a horror movie monster than a body of water. But what's going on at the Strid is nothing supernatural. Instead, there are a number of natural coincidences that combine here to make a spectacularly dangerous body of water. Upstream from the Strid, the river wharf is 30 feet wide. Remember, this is the same river that Steve swam in as a toddler. And mostly, it's pretty calm and placid. But then, at the Strid, the entire river is forced into this narrow passageway. It's so sudden that the water just pushes itself through, spinning around at a terrifying speed. But what really makes this part of the river so dangerous is what you can't see. Under the banks of the Strid, Steve says that there's a deep underwater chasm, a pit. Steve knows this because a few years ago, some very brave cave divers went underwater to explore the area around the Strid. What what the divers saw is that that actually chasm in there, but there's some big undercuts. Did you catch that? They saw big undercuts. Above water, the riverbanks are close, but underwater, the rock just cuts back into the banks, which creates all of these nooks and crannies to get trapped in. So when you stood on the rock at the edge of the then you know, you're standing on a shelf, really. Uh, just how big it is down the rock, no one, no one really knows. Uh, you know, Dad had looked at it and they, they knew what they were doing, but I think they found it so scary they didn't stop down there very long. So the river current is really strong at this point where the wharf narrows. And all of that churning water is being pushed down into this deep underwater pit. It's kind of like a really intense washing machine. There's like pistons of water going up and down and up and down. And once you get into that, there's, there's no escape from it. After saying goodbye to Steve, I had to sit and process all of this for a little bit. It's one thing to be scared by a spooky story, but it's really weird to realize that something that you thought was an urban legend 
is at least 95% true. I will debunk one thing, though. People have survived the Bolton Strid. The man who almost saved Miss Poole back in 1828, he jumped in after her and spent nearly an hour in the water. But he did get out. At a wedding in 1872, a man was showing off, trying to jump the Strid. And when he fell in, his brother jumped in after him and kept him afloat until both of them could be pulled out. And there are probably many more who survived, and we just don't know their stories. What really struck me about the decades of articles that I went through is how many people tried to jump the Strid for fun. It's terrible, but I can kind of understand it. It's the same reason why there's a skydiving industry. It's why people go bungee jumping. It's why the CDC has to keep issuing warnings to stop eating raw cookie dough. Everyone's heard the bad stories. And everyone thinks that they'll be the exception. But these days, at the Bolton Strid, there are signs up. Warning people from getting too close to the edge. There are even life preservers set out. So, go visit the Abbey. But don't. Don't try to jump the Bolton Strid. Our podcast is a co-production of Atlas Obscura and Witness Stocks. The production team includes Chris Naka, Doug Baldinger, Dylan Therese, Camille Stanley, Sarah Wyman, Manolo Morales, John Delore, Peter Clowney. Our technical director is Casey Holford. Our theme and end credit music is by Sam Tyndall. This episode was mixed by Luce Fleming. A special shout out to Steve Warren. Thank you so much for talking with me today. I'm Annie Eubank. See you next time. Witness Docs from Stitcher.